Welcome to the main ingredient here on 680 CJOB. Creme de la Sans owners RJ Urbano and Ryan San Diego are here to talk about their little restaurant on the north side of town and the great food and drinks they are now known to make. Okay, RJ, you're the executive chef of Creme de la Sans, so we're going to start with you. We're okay. going to talk about how you got into the culinary field. Uh, I guess randomly. I was uh, one of those uh, lost high school kids, right? Didn't know what I was going to do. Going to university, one weighs five grand on student loans. And it's like 90% it. of kids, right? Everybody. Yeah, you know, and then a- after I did university, one, I tried to tell other people, just go to, you know, get some work, you know, like go experience some different jobs or different fields before you even think about university, one, and waste your money and time. I started you know, thinking I was at that, you know, fork in the road. Where am I going to go? You know, what career do I really want to spend my life on? No interest in food yet. No interest in food yet, but um, that's where it really started was, um, I guess, at home, you know, cooking with my mom. I'd always be the one helping her out in the kitchen or whatever, doing household chores and um, she really prepared me for life, I guess, mm-hmm. you know, like really, uh, life experiences and things that I can really, you know, use in the future. That great life skills. Yeah. Great life skills. Definitely. Um, and that's where I kind of, you know, sparked the idea of maybe going to culinary school just because, you know, I like cooking. Maybe it's going to be fun. Um, I know it's going to be hard, right? I know it's sure. not just going to be like what they, what you see on TV, like on MasterChef and whatnot or Chopped. Um, definitely not like that. But yeah, it, it really all started really fast for me just because right when I s- decided to do that, um, I dropped out of university and then I looked for a job, landed it at uh, Sun Valley Restaurant. Um, and during that time, I also uh, applied for school but there there was a two-year waiting list um at that time so i decided to just keep working get some experience uh, maybe uh, move to other restaurants and then magically you know two months later around oh actually yeah two and a half months later around then i got a call from red river saying that there's a spot available and it was only like two days before the orientation Right there and then, um, after I finished the call, I told my uh, manager, I'm sorry, but I need to quit right away. I, you know, I just got a call that I have a spot at school and I can't maintain this job. Um, so I dropped it. I dropped it right there and then, and then headed over to uh, student loans, started to uh, sign up some papers, and then went to Red River, get my deferral. And then get all the stuff that I really needed to start. It's crazy. And uh, yeah, right there and then, just a roller coaster and just kind of snowballed like the whole way through. Uh, school was going by really fast. I enjoyed every minute of it, right? And I got into Joey um, Polo Park at that time, mm-hmm. thanks to a friend. Um, and right at Joey, I really enjoyed it because it was really fast paced. Mm hmm. Um, a lot of things happening all the time and um, I was really introduced to, you know, that high level of stress and adrenaline that you need, you know, when you're just have bills and bills and bills on your screen and you just can't even keep track anymore at times. And then I've you never have to push through either. it, right? Yeah. You're, not, you're just not going to quit and then 
when something screws up like oh and then you're gonna stare at it the whole time like no you gotta like think of you know what are you gonna do solve it right away you can't just you know stare at it the whole time <laughs> everybody's looking at, at you like um what are you doing yeah no Get exactly like, like troubleshoot like this is a part of you know what we learn in the culinary field is that you know you got to think on the spot mm -hmm. you got to be able to you know um use your intuition you know and uh just know what's happening and really understand the situation and, and learn if you make mistakes definitely right things sure. always happen yeah um, Tons of pressure, though. Yes, definitely. And during that time, um, I guess a year passes by. I was about to get my co-op, my first co-op. Got into two nine five York. Uh, I decided to go there because my cousin was working there at the time, and he was about to become the sous chef. And it was the time of my life there, um, learning, you know, about the fish and more fresh foods and learning how to cook steaks properly or pork chop slam. Uh, I learned a lot, a lot from that place, and I owe it a lot to a lot of the people that uh, worked there that taught me a lot of, um, you know, lessons in the industry and got me really connected to, like, many different people. Um, it's invaluable in this city. Definitely. I believe uh, connections is more valuable than just, you know, earning money or, you know, thinking about your wages, and that's going to determine how hard you work. Right, it gets you introduced to the right people, and then you can keep them with your skill. Yeah, money right? comes afterwards. Like, if you're just working at the start, you're, you know, climbing that ladder at that time. Depends how hard you want to go and how fast you want to climb that ladder, right? Mm -hmm. Just make sure that you're not going to slip and fall. Right, so I'm going to jump to Ryan. You are the manager, yes, bartender, sir. barista. Yep. We're men of many faces, uh, many <laughs> faces. names, many faces and names. <laughs> Superman, Superman shirt under there. Let's get a bit on your background and what you what led you here. Hmm, it's long. It's long too. Um, how I got into the industry was a bit weird. Um, a friend of mine was asking around for people to apply at a club for his aunts. Uh, basically, I did that. I applied. No interview which was very surprising, basically hired on the spot, told me to come into the club one day, went in, no experience, never been in a restaurant setting for work ever. This is just a job, dude. You, you needed a job, you're yeah, applying for a this, job. This is just a second job, just right. for the summer, just make money as a club. I didn't even go clubbing. I went to a club once before that. <laughs> so I was like, okay, this is fine. Yep. Ended up working there a few times. Um, uh, the boss of the place actually came up to me and taught, pulled me aside said I was doing good, asked if I wanted to work there. So I agreed, hired full-time there. Um, over time, I just kept moving up. So I went from a busser to a bar back. And I was one of the few people who actually were allowed to start bartending. Everyone else prior there was already in two years into that business. Mm -hmm. I was there for six months, and I passed everyone already. I guess it's a work ethic thing, though, right? I, I may I, not know anything, but no, I'm exactly, going to try yeah, to no, that's, be a that's student probably, of the game, I don't right? know. Because like, for me, if I find something, I find... If I find a way that you can do it better, I'm going to fix it. I'm going to make make a change, make sure everything works better, a lot smoother. Make your job easier right. in the end, basically. I work hard, work smart. Yeah. On the other side of the break, Ryan San Diego from Creme de la Sance continues talking about his road to opening a restaurant with RJ Obano here on The Main Ingredient on 680 CJOB. Creme de la Sance restaurant at 1833 Inkster Boulevard is known for its great food and excellent food presentation. And right now, Ryan San Diego talks about his road to opening this hot spot. 
Um, fast forward, uh, the club ended up closing down. I need another job. Uh, so I applied to a hotel, started working there for a bit, and then I applied at another club. I started bartending there. Um, so you obviously liked the bartending experience. Yeah, exactly. I loved it. I, I thrived off it. I loved communicating with people. I loved talking to people. You like uh, talking? This, yeah. Not, <laughs> not, not, not on this. This, this is a bit different. This is a bit different. Um, I love talking. After that, I saw him post up the ad on his Instagram saying... About his rest. So he's he's all ready to get this restaurant started? Basically, yeah. Uh, and I saw that. I was thinking about it because in my head already, I had a goal that I wanted to open up a cocktail lounge or a small little bar in like this next six years or something. Mm-hmm. So I What had, is he posting for? Uh, just anyone who wanted to join a team, small team for a restaurant. Just basically just the message. Uh, anyone with restaurant experience, bartenders, servers, and then we'll have a sit down and talk about it afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw it, I think you didn't message me till like the day after, or a couple days later, I think maybe. Yeah. Not, not right away, because I saw yeah. it and I thought about it. A couple, I was like, I don't couple know. days later. I was comfortable with like where I was. I was really happy with how much money I was making as well too. So you apply for, for his, or you, you, you I messaged him actually. Yeah, he, yeah. yeah, he messaged me after a few days. I told him I would think about it. We talked about it briefly. Um, you waited too long now I'm gonna think about it no it wasn't even that like I, was, I wasn't too sure like I'm the type of person that like if I'm comfortable and I have the job security the safety I wanna be safe cause I just, I just got a car before that too right like, now you're, and you're in a place where you're making money yeah exactly so like obviously like bills everything is going through my head um, I sat down and thought about it as weird as it was I had a dream about it about like having the restaurant and everything together like it being not well off but it being successful that we were doing it and staying there. So I took that as a sign, told my manager the next day. That You're big I, on signs, aren't you? Yeah, it's, yeah. I'm not really that religious as much as I used to be as I was younger, but... You have to be religious. Sometimes you're spiritual or sometimes yeah, exactly. you just believe there's something bigger than you, right? Yeah, yeah just no, like, yeah. things happen for a reason for sure. Because mm-hmm. that happened and then worked out. We were starting to talk about it a lot more. We had the same vision. We had the same idea of what we wanted to do. Um, same service ideas, like how we wanted to present everything. Obviously, things didn't go how we wanted to because we have to oh, cater no, to, yeah. to people, but that's that's basically how it started for me. Okay, so when did the restaurant open? August 12th. 2015. Yeah. Uh, I, we got the... Uh, he, around you. Oh, <laughs> he says a date I mean, right, over, right away his head shakes. So, oh, yeah. Right, I'm always yeah, interested was, in, it was, it in when rushed. you know you open the doors... And you're ready for business. And the let's first, describe day one. First three customers walk out. Bang. So they walk in. Walk out. Like instantly. They walk in. And uh, two of them sat down, looked at the menu. It wasn't, it used to be Windows restaurant, right? It was mm-hmm. kind of like a more traditional Canadian. Yeah, greasy breakfast, breakfast place. Like, uh, Which ex- they thought probably it still was. Like, where, yeah. where's, where's, oh, we, where's still, we still get it. But the thing is, they're looking, a lot. Wow. they're looking for like, you know, a $5 breakfast. And like, you're not going to get that here. Right. Um, A&W is just down the street. Mm-hmm. So before the start of the restaurant, it was quite rough trying to like get all the renovations done and so forth. Um, and you guys did a lot of it yourself, right? Um, my dad. No, yeah, I can definitely gotta, say my dad and his friends. Dad. And, love dad. Right? Um, he saved you a ton of bucks, obviously. That's why like, I really appreciated family a lot more Like during that time, even if it was high school or even junior high or so forth. They were always the ones that's going to be there for you no mm-hmm. matter what. Mm-hmm. And uh, I have a big big appreciation for my mom and dad uh, because my dad can do the handiwork but my mom's like the you know brains behind everything with the paperwork you, you can't 
you know yeah. can't touch that you, you can't touch that man you yeah. can't touch that i would right. gladly cook through six hours of like heavy cooking rather than six hours of sitting down with paper totally oh my god uh, yeah. it's it's terrible right. and uh i owe her a lot not just my life but uh let's and, talk about uh, and let's talk about the name uh Where does the name come from my old uh thing at home when uh Your ice you know cream was thing? the ice cream thing yeah. it was called the uh, creme de la cresma i was like all right it i was trying to put like the new into the old kind of mix it together right just having the classic traditional uh french you know uh recipe or uh, techniques of making ice cream because then there's two ways you can make uh, the Philadelphia style which is all cream or the French style which is like a custard um, it really depends on what you want to do but yeah the name like yeah creme de la cresma cresma is like this 13th century version of uh, cream or mm -hmm. what they used to call cream right creme de la creme right is a uh, cream of the cream right? yep. like the best of like the best, best of the best like, yeah basically that's what it is right you know, our vision for that restaurant was to really change the north end of the city just because what good restaurants do you have in the north end? Uh, yeah, it was a lot of work uh, for that place and blood, sweat, and tears. Sometimes isn't it crazy when, okay, so you're now you're up and running. Um, but when you look back at all the work that it took just to open, you wonder, how did I ever convince myself to do that? I know, or if I, I knew I how much insane. work it was going to be, would, uh, would we have done that? I know. Right? Yeah. Of course, I do research on things, come come up with people that have been to your place and yeah. read reviews and all this kind of stuff, which I, you know, again, there's a certain things about your place which are awesome, right? Um, which I love. And thank you for the invitation to the pop-up. Oh, yeah, no Which problem. was fantastic, and we'll, we'll get into that in a minute. Um, that kind of ties into a statement that you said earlier, mm -hmm. which I'll kind of loop it back. But, okay, so Mike Green from Peg City Grub uh, referred to your restaurant as a hidden gem. Yeah. Free Press described it as fusion with Karen Flair. Are these descriptions accurate in your minds? Uh, to the best of our knowledge, yes. Right. We just care about uh, presenting good food and uh, being consistent um, and definitely different. You know, you have to be unique in your own way. Because mm -hmm. uh, then you have, like, don't get me wrong, I look up to all the chefs, mm -hmm. you know, out there like Norm or Adam Donnelly, like Scott Bagshaw, Mandel. All these guys are like, you know, top notch. Right, they're one of the best of the best of the city, like Ben Kramer and so forth as well. And I look up, you know, to these guys like, you know, I want I wanted them to be mentors, but then now at this point, I like, I, you know, we're all in different level playing fields, right? But like, I want to, you know, be a rival, or you know, be seen as a peer. Right, everybody's got their than, lane, right? Yeah. I just want to be the best in my lane. Yeah, exactly. But I want to be seen also as a peer that, you know, I want them to know my name too. Right. Right. I want to be recognized and, you know, I want to earn their respect. Right. RJ Urbano and Ryan San Diego talk more about their restaurant, Creme de la Sance, located at 1833 Inkster Boulevard after we take a short break for sports news and then the weather. This is the main ingredient on 680 CGOB with Kevin Bergen. RJ Urbano is the executive chef at Creme de la Sance restaurant. He and partner Ryan San Diego are here to tell us more about it. The hard part about opening the business 
is it takes you away from the reason that you opened the business in the first place. Yeah, exactly. You just want to cook. Exactly, right? Like, I just like, want to cook, have people eat my food, and watch them eat my food and, and get the gratification of that. Yeah, exactly. Now I got to do this inventory. I got to pay the bills. I got to do food costs, blah, blah, blah. And now the cooking portion is literally like 5% of what I got to do to run this business. So yeah, going to Vancouver is a good thing because it reminds you why you got in that business, right? Yeah, exactly. Because you want to be at that point one day. 100%. But right, and you're in the weeds. And there's nobody, it's not like someone else can help you. You two are in it together and you're yeah. like, you be deep in it. So you got to kind of help each other. Um, with this job, I've eaten in a ton of restaurants, like tons, obviously. And I got to say, when you, like I went to the, the, the pop-up dinner, which was awesome. And I find it really cool that that pop-up dinner was really almost your, you guys' education, edu- educating everybody, including, you know, Filipinos, everybody yeah. on what traditional Filipino food is, but what your style of your interpretation of it is. So yeah. you were kind of, you didn't, most people have pop-ups and kind of showcase their restaurant's main food where you guys did not do that. You just kind of yeah. decided to educate people in another way. Um, but when I went there the second time and we had uh, lunch together, the presentation of the food was outstanding, like phenomenal. It's almost so good that you don't even want to eat the food because it's so well, it yeah, looks so uh, good, right? One of the rules is when you're first starting out, it's like people eat with their eyes first. For sure. Right? 100%. But you got to back it up with the flavor too. Bingo. You can't just slop it in there and then yeah. say, but it, but it tastes good. Yeah, exactly. Right? right? No one believes that nonsense. So yeah, the presentation, because of the, the location and the building itself, people have a certain expectation. Oh yeah, exactly. And the best that... part is the mind blowing of what you're about yeah. to get. Oh, you're about to get your says. mind blown. And that's you don't what, even know we it. Try. Exactly, right? We kind of, we do look crappy from the outside, but then that's what I try to make up for the food, right? Like, that's I almost know. the best part. Yeah. You well, know what I mean? You're going there to eat. Right. You know what I mean? But like, I, I get it that, you know, we don't have the most comfy chairs. We don't have the nice looking building. We don't have like, you know, the craziest looking interior. But once you eat the food, no one cares. I just want to be, you know, good food and good times. Right. Really, like you just want to share with, you know, good company and, you know, have a good experience. Bingo. Um, Ryan, you are literally like a chef behind the bar. Like you seem to make ingredients or take on things that make ingredients from scratch that make the job that much more difficult or that much more immense just to get great flavors out of a drink. So why do you do that? Yeah, that's hard, actually. Well, like for me, because bartending, I only have club bar experience. So just like Ryan Cokes, highballs, like. Vodka or OJ's screwdrivers, just drinks like that, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing that got me more into doing like cocktails actually was probably because of RJ, because I started cooking at the restaurant more, understanding how everything works. Um, Sorry, like we had to what, force him to do it first. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, no, no, it, was, it, was, it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't fun to do that first. Like I hated. It. I was like telling. Him, I was like, it's so like, stressful. No, like no, I can't. Yeah, um, I started learning more. Um, he told me to, to actually buy this book called The Flavor Bible. So what that has, it's basically most ingredients that you can find. So you can search up, say, apples, search it up, it'll say what it pairs with. Mm-hmm. And then there's a few in the entire book that actually say what not to pair it with. And then you can just keep going off that. And then for cooking-wise, too, like you look at acidity levels, your sweetness, uh, your bitterness, everything coming together. So I kind of started doing that more. Great base of knowledge. Yeah, basically. Um, and then I got lucky because uh, Manila Nights, uh, Alan Panetta actually approached me one time to do cocktails for an event. And then I, that's how I started doing cocktails with my own stuff, just trying out different things. At first, it was strictly just Filipino-style cocktails, which for me, not that comfortable with. 
uh, my Filipino heritage isn't that great. Like my most, my entire family basically has been in Canada since they were ten. They don't, they they know they're Filipino, but that's their heritage. But like to them, they're they're Canadian, which yeah. is great. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was hard for me. Like I'd always ask him, like, "Hey, what like what should I do for Filipino stuff?" Blah blah blah, and then he'll give it to me. Just just use this one ingredient, just play with that. So kept going off that, working off that. Um, fast forward a year and a half, probably. Like now, I have so much more understanding, more knowledge of what to do. So now, I'm trying to just do more things that I've always wanted to do. Like I want to have savory cocktails. Like I saw on a competition for Bacardi, the guy that won had the most simple cocktail ever. It was rum, cucumber juice, uh, pineapple juice, lime, and sesame oil. Super simple flavors, mm-hmm. but like all of that together, you can just think about it. It would just pair together, and that sesame oil for me like tops it off very nicely because mm-hmm. it'll just coat your palate constantly while you're drinking it, but yep. you'll still have everything else there too. Yep. So that's something that I've been trying to do, like something that I wanted to do for the Made With Love competition that I recently joined was uh, my original idea was rum with uh, carrot juice, uh, pickled jalapeno water, and pickled ses- jalapeno water. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's good. And uh, sesame oil and some other stuff. I, it ended up working. It was just too hot, too spicy. That stayed there because of the oils from the jalapeno and the sesame oil, mm-hmm. and the fact that I was thinking in my head too is like because the competition you can have as many as you wanted. I was like. You can't drink this like, like, more than three times. Like it's a, it's a great cocktail. Don't get me wrong. It yeah. just it like you know when you have a drink, you can only have it like once or twice every now and then. Like yeah. that that was one of those. So but I when didn't, you have a good drink, but when you have a good drink, like the one I ended up using, it just it worked. It just paired so well. Let's talk about this. Is a kind of a, it's two questions. Sure, right? you both can answer it. it. Has to do with cooking. All right. So when you think of local chefs. Chefs that forward-thinking cuisine chefs locally, who do you think of? And when you think of Filipino chefs, who are some forward-thinking Filipino chefs making Filipino cuisine? Or is there a difference? We can just lump it up into, hey, forward-thinking chefs, period. Uh, Yeah, no, definitely, but I'll answer both. Okay. I guess when it comes to uh, other local chefs uh, that, you know, have uh, a lot of different thinking, uh, I would have to say I would have two. Like, it would be Ben Kramer and probably uh, Scott Bagshaw. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Bagshaw's food. Um, the way he does his ingredients and so forth, it's, like, really great. Uh, ben Kramer, great guy. I was able to meet him. Um, Super late back guy, hey? Yeah, it's like, man, he's yeah. awesome, dude. Yeah, nothing seems to rattle. He's just kind of like, whatever, he's, and then he rocks it. He's so peaceful. Yeah, no, exactly, right? But then, uh, yeah, he's probably one of the inspirations just because he does uh, vegan, you know, courses as well, and that's one thing I'm really, really weak at is, mm-hmm. like, doing like vegan courses it's hard for me I was like, to be honest you hate it yeah sure <laughs> but I, I don't want to say that just because like people have different preferences right you want to diff- uh, live a different lifestyle so be it I have no right to judge you right but but I'm sure your challenge is that when they come yeah. to the restaurant and it's hard because some of these dishes are meant you know to be the way they're prepared right. and then they're just like stripped apart and like my idea <laughs> my well, like my hours spent that I actually you know think of the dish and what i'm going to do to it and right. so forth but the challenge is now to maybe get in their their way of thinking yeah exactly and make it 
whatever ingredients need to go in. Because then some of the dish. stuff that, you know, Ben Kramer's doing is crazy, man. Like, I'd like to, you know, know how he does some of these things. Mm-hmm. And because then that's, you know, another tool in your arsenal, right? It's like vegan cooking and it's, there's a lot of, you know, vegan people to cater to out there and Filipino chefs. Yeah, I'd have to say uh, Norm Pastorian. Like, he's not really necessarily doing, you know, Filipino food, mm-hmm. but when he would do a special or so forth or, like, come up with a different take on Filipino food, it's great. Mm-hmm. Like, I went to uh, the Raw Almond uh, at the river, uh, and they had the Valentine's Day special, and I got lucky. I ended up getting uh, seats for that, and he did a uh, Filipino course. Yep. For his, and yeah, it was great. He does a couple of features sometimes, like oxtail curry curry or, you know, crazy stuff. Or he would he would have, like, a Filipino dish on the menu. It would be, like, his pork belly rice bowl with, like, adobo sauce. Right? Like, Norm killed it right when he opened that restaurant, and ever since then, it was amazing. So I go there quite a few times. More with RJ and Ryan from Creme de la Sance after we take a pause for the cause here on The Main Ingredient on 680 CJOB. Welcome back to The Main Ingredient. I'm Kevin Bergen. And if you're looking for a great spot to eat great food in a place you may not have heard about, RJ and Ryan are the owners of Creme de la Sance Restaurant and are in studio talking loosely about where they hope to see themselves in the future. Okay, so you, you guys have just begun, like tip of the iceberg, right? Yeah. Is what you thought opening a restaurant would be like and what it's actually like close to being the same uh it's not what it's you think it is during the start but it is after quite some time definitely like but it doesn't start off thinking what you thought what you thought it would be yeah but then eventually because you're so overwhelmed transition. by all this uh information and you know all these new things that you have to get used to it's just not coming into work prepping look at the prep list like oh it's already there for you right but no you actually have to create the prep list all the recipe books and you know, so forth and everything else behind it, right? Knowing where, how you're going to lay out your dry storage or how you're going to lay out your fridge or how you're going to lay out your entire kitchen so you're going to flow All those um, things that you didn't have to think about. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like as a, if you're working for someone, you just come in and do your job and you yeah, leave. Ex- yeah, that's pretty much it, right? Sometimes I would spend my days off trying to figure out a better way to actually make the kitchen flow right. Right? just because it's not working. Like I'd be some some days you're like you some days you guys don't even know about that I'm there. Like some nights I'll just be spending like you know, trying to rearrange things or like do all these other crap, like, all right, this is gonna work a little bit better. Like, all right, I'll clean this and you the know ki- you, the kitchen's come a long way. From what it from what the first setup was when <coughs> we had it, yep. yeah, it came a long way. Right, well, the only thing that's gonna make it efficient is time, right? Like you have to Timing and everything, organization. Right. But you don't know that until you've actually done it and realize that doesn't work. Why is that here? Yeah, we got to change exactly. this. Exactly. So it's a right. lot of trial and error. Well, right. see, that's the, that's the thing too, though, because when we first opened, we opened August 12th. We didn't have a soft opening or anything. We, we, post, <laughs> we post, door, he bang. posted it up and was, that we were opening that day. And I was like, no, 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 don't say it. We say decided it. to post it up. I didn't no, do man, it. I like it. You I, did. No, we did. No, I wanted a soft <laughs> it's opening. It's a team effort, man. I wanted a soft opening. It was opening. the other guy. I wanted, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was the other guy. No, yeah, I wanted a soft opening because like, the way I look at it is like, because I wanted to do the marketing and everything, like see how everything flows first before. Right. But Work no, out the we, bugs before you get busy. Yeah, no, we, we just got thrown in. We all threw ourselves in, into the fire. Right, so the first people walked out only for 
a bazillion more to walk in, right? Yeah. Like our first weekend, our first month was great. Yeah. Right. Like our, first, our, our first weekend though was it wasn't bad. It was, it was just, bananas. Like the flow of the kitchen, like he was, it was saying, terrible. was not there. Okay, so I, Kevin Bergen, I have a magic wand. All right, I have a main ingredient magic wand, and with one wave, I can get you where you want to be in the restaurant industry. So I just waved it. So where are you? Where it's five years from now. And I've waved my wand. Where are you two now? Like which industry? Like which restaurant, restaurant industry. You, you, have, you own your restaurant? Just in general. Like, in general. Like where we would be like if a new restaurant, like the same restaurant, different area, that kind of thing. But right. like to stop you there, I can already say that we're both going to have probably different different ideas. I, bit, I, I, just, I just, just want to hear <laughs> both ideas. Boom. I can give you what you want. We're five years from now. I have the wand. You get to decide what you're going to be doing. Oh, uh, where are you? Having two restaurants, maybe three. All different, or all, different. Are all the same. All different, definitely. Like there won't, there's not going to be another creme de la sun. It's like I wouldn't put up another location. Just pe- people want to, right? Like creme de la sun is creme de la sun for what it is, mm-hmm. right? You know it for the rustic look. You know it for like the inside and so forth and like the good food right a lot of people ask us to move but or make another another location but nope because at that time you're competing with consistency right i we can give all of us the same recipe and we're all gonna have like different outcomes right so i can only make it consistent if i'm making it every time no not necessarily myself but like because then you're going to start comparing it, right? If it's diff- like a little, if our hollandaise is a little bit different from last week's hollandaise, just in that one restaurant, like you're you're not you're not going to notice. But if you start to compare, like, okay, we have two creme de la sans, like, okay, yeah. I'm going to go here uh, one day, I'm going to go here the next day. Like, they're two, like, what's 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 wrong? Like, they're different. Like, the waffles here are less crispy, and then this one's like nice and super crispy mm-hmm. or burnt. Yeah, like something might happen, right? So, and uh, that that's uh, when it kind of turns off some customers that, you know, okay, we might as well just go to uh, Joey's or Moxie's or a place that, you know, is very consistent because a lot of their things are already prepared beforehand. Right. Right. That's to prepare for consistency at that point, right? Because if you go to Keniston and you go to Polo Park, there is no difference with the food. It's both going to taste the same. Correct. And that's what you're aiming for. Well, I don't think that, you know, chefs aim for, uh, you know, consistent flavor all the time. It's more about consistent experience rather than, you know, consistent flavor all the time. Because if you're going to do that, it's going to taste the same all the time. And that's all you're going to ever experience is going to be like McDonald's. Right, just, just gonna are be you, in the are you slagging the Big Mac. No. Don't, don't ever slag the Big Mac. Oh man, the McChicken, man. Me neither. We a pancake. Even, even that oh, yeah, has its time and place. Is is it, it's weird because like it's a little bit addicting. It and it's it kind of counters itself at the same time. You could, because you're like, man, I don't want to go through like all the stress ever no, again. That, like, right, like, like, right, but it'd be different stress now because the yeah. things that stressed you out before, or maybe the mistakes you made, you're not going to make those yeah. mistakes. It'd be like going back to high school now and all the things yeah. you're worried about. You, well, you wouldn't worry about them. No, if not you at go all. back again, now it'd be a joke. I don't even go back. Oh, I wouldn't want to go back. <laughs> <laughs> if you were to go back in time. Right. If you went back in time, knowing what you know now, like if you could do that, let's say you were yeah, reopening I this I would restaurant. use all my time to work out. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> 
all that wasted time. I'd be buff and I'd kick the crap out of everybody. Oh, um, man. <laughs> I'd be a buff chef. Come on. Um, so it wouldn't be the same. No, you know what I mean? No, like, no, of course, no. it is stressful in its ways, but it's a lot less stressful because you're doing it again. You, you have a few, a few more things that you've learned. So it's it's a different animal now. Yes. Like, just like your restaurant is different. Your kitchen's different because you've changed it. How the way things are stored are different or because you've changed it. There's not 14 flavors of ice cream because you know that doesn't work. Yeah. So you've you've learned. You guys have learned. You went to the school of hard knocks. Yeah, right? Yeah. Hey, you dropped hard, out of school. Hard, hard. Well, I'm in school right now. Yeah, right? school and of life. On my own dime. Yeah, man. With full risk. And that's the thing because you like school is already like preset, right? You have your tests, blah blah blah. You like here's the answers, whatnot. It's a good base of knowledge, but again, that's not yeah. the only way, right? No, that's not the only not. way. There, there's there's ten ways to do the same thing or get the same result, mm-hmm. right? So when someone says, "Oh, you, you dropped out of school," or "Oh no, this is the way," there is no true way that may be the way for you, but I'm choosing a different way. Okay, let's talk about where you're located and where your hours are. Uh, what, what, sorry, where are you located and what are your hours? 1833 Inkster Boulevard, Unit 16. Uh, and our hours are going to be switching actually pretty soon mm-hmm. um, for summer hours. We're going to be doing uh, from Tuesday to Thursday. It's going to be 8 a.m. to 3 p.m. And Friday, Saturday, it'll be 10 to 2 and then 5 to 9. And Sunday is going to be 10 to 3. Okay, do people need a reservation or? Uh, it, for uh, weekends, we definitely recommend it, but you can make a reservation anytime, Especially really, for, for any day. Larger groups, definitely. Yes. Yes. Yes, definitely. Reservations, we're, please. Yes. Because we're just, you know, a smaller restaurant. Our kitchen's not meant to handle. A lot of kitchens aren't meant to handle, like, parties of, like, 14 no, or like, 12. We, we constantly get that, which is weird. But. Yeah. Right, but at least if, if you know what's coming, then you can prepare somewhat, right? Yeah, but right when they walk <laughs> nope. right when they walk in through those doors, it's never like, oh, for how many? You're expecting, like, four? Like, 14, please? Oh. Yeah, how do people get a hold of you guys if they want to? Have any questions or, or if they want to make a reservation? Uh, just call through the uh, phone, 694-2225, or you can just message us through Instagram or Facebook. Um, that's our main platforms of uh, social media that we use. Gotcha. Thanks for coming in, you guys. Oh, yeah, no problem, man. Our pleasure. That was fun. That was RJ Urbano and Ryan San Diego from Creme de la Sance Restaurant. When you go there, try the chicken and waffles. Believe me, they are mind-blowing. News up next. Enjoy your weekend, and we can talk next week here on The Main Ingredient on 680 CJOB.